Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office equipment solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X.ca on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 136 in Edmonton. Want to mention the best pizza in the city? Still make it a great Royal Pizza. I got introduced to Royal Pizza back in 1982-83 by Stu McGregor when he was coaching our midget double-A team. And my parents were too cheap to buy me a car, so Stu was the driver. He had a Trans Am, and we went to Royal Pizza, and it was awesome. Uh, Edmonton owned and operated 48-plus years. Royal Pizza still making a great stop for recommendation at royalpizza.ca is the Mediterranean chicken. Our Mr. Lou trivia question, name the forward that was Carolina Hurricanes, uh, Derek Ryan's running mate with the Alberta Golden Bears. Uh, three straight years, they were 1-2 in scoring in the conference and for Alberta. Uh, two of the three years, this guy actually outscored Ryan. He was considered a better junior player probably than Derek Ryan. Uh, had a 91-point season, which was a big deal back in the mid-2000s, and the answer is Chad Clausen. And the winner again, Brendan, was, was it Dave? Dave got that one? Dave, yes. Dave, good job, Dave. Let's bring aboard Randy Hanch, general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Randy, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks, Doth. How are you? Good. you remember Chad Clausen from the Western Hockey League? Yes. Yes, he was uh, He was a good player. Uh, yeah. A talented kid, and uh, that's, I said that was a good combination they had there in Spokane. Yeah, I, well, you know what? It's interesting because uh, this year there were nine players, Randy, with better than 100 points. And I know the year that Ian McDonald finished uh, third in the league in the Western League, 93, the only player that had more than 100 points in the WHL that year was Troy Brower. So that puts things in perspective and how much the scoring's gone up. Your season came to an end yesterday uh, against Calgary. Guys uh, did not make the playoffs. Your power play was uh, clicking six power play goals in a 7-3 win. So at least you ended up on a bit of a high. How would you assess things overall from your perspective this year? Well, I, I think in the end, you never make the playoffs. You know, you're obviously disappointed. And uh, I think for where we were at in the rebuilding stage, we knew we were going to be in this situation. Uh, you know, I guess finishing last, though, you know, was, was the disappointing part for us. Um, uh, but then in the end, you got to take, take positives out of it and see the growth in some of the players and that we had and uh, continue to build with them and uh, move forward. All right. Well, uh, so let's let's look at the the strength of the team. A uh, couple goals uh, yesterday for Matthew Robertson, and I know today um, Craig Button, who was a friend of the show for a number of years, uh, now is uh, uh, only allowed to do TSN radio, so we can't have him on anymore. But his uh, Buttons list came out to, uh, for today for this year. Next year, the Button list is going to have Matthew Robertson probably all season in the first rounder. So he is a big uh, building block for you guys moving forward, isn't he? 
He is. He's a, he's a special player, and uh, you know, a credit to Matthew too is you know he's taking advantage of his opportunity. Uh, he had a lot of presented to him, uh, but it started off from day one. He came to camp in great shape. One is. Uh, his conditioning part, his uh, off-ice testing, and that just carried on to his game. Uh, we, we obviously taxed him, you know, uh, a lot with his minutes, but he responded well. And uh, again, uh, one of those key players we look forward to building around. Finished with seven goals and 24 assists as a 16-year-old, and it will be a, a top-end pick. Now, Ethan Cap uh, was—is uh, it? Ser- I mean, he was another first-round draft choice on the back end. Had kind of a, uh, a tough year. Ended up minus 36 in 72 games. But that said, you have a young defense. Is that the strength of the team moving forward? It is, and that's what we're trying to build around and build from your back end out. And uh, the one thing with Ethan, I thought his second half was. Uh, a lot stronger, and, and in fairness to him, again, he was taxed in a lot of uh, minutes and situations as a young, younger player, and uh, we'll just be better for it. And like I said, uh, as the year went on, his game took some growth and uh, took some steps for sure. So you've got some good young defensemen. How are you in goal right now, Randy? Well, we have uh, a fair number of guys in goal right now. It's kind of been a trying year for the last couple of years just with the injuries and uh, that we had go through. But, uh, you know, we finished the year with uh, Josh Shane, Todd Scott, and Boston below us. So, uh, you know, we feel we have three guys there that can play. And uh, like I said, as the summer goes on and uh, possibly the year, you know, we'll kind of move forward with those three and uh, make some decisions along with uh, we got uh, Sebastian Kosa uh, as a younger prospect also. Trey Fix Volansky had a great year for you. 32 goals, 89 points in 71 games. Uh, he was at the Oilers rookie camp. He had 36 points in the power play. He is back. But uh, Thomas Sustel, who you picked up from Kelowna, and Colton Keeler, they are both done as 20-year-olds. Do you even have a 20-year-old moving forward? Like, uh, I'm just thinking about it. Uh, do you not have three? I mean, obviously you have three open spots there. But I'm just taking a look at the uh, the the ages of the players of the group. Um, you you likely are in a position where you're going to go get a couple twenty year olds. Is that fair? Yeah, like right now we got uh, Josh Shane as uh, as a possible twenty year old, um, and in saying that, then we also have room for uh, two others. Uh, you know, if the time's right or the player's right, we'll sort of look at it. You know, you, you have some depth in uh, 19s and 18s, and uh, you know, if we are going to acquire 20, we want to have them have a you know have a prominent role. So, uh, like I said, you know, we'll see in the course of time what uh, transpires, but we'll just move forward with the group we have right now. I neglected to mention Connor McDonald, who had 42 points in the back end for you, so he's another key part moving forward. He'll be a 19-year-old. How did Brent Kemp, you picked him up in that trade uh, last year. That was the Aaron Irving trade. Uh, how did he perform this year as a, uh 18-year-old player for you? Uh, he had a good year. I, I think for him, the big part was consistency. Uh, unfortunately, he came to camp in great shape and uh, got hurt the last exhibition uh, uh, game, so that kind of set him back and had you know had to catch up a little bit, but oh, Overall, I thought uh, Brad had a good year, uh, and he gained up with 17 goals. And uh, for him, it uh, he embraced the role he had. And again, he's one of those players that, after another year under his belt, you you know you expect another uh, him to take another step, uh, which we look forward to. Uh, just uh, want to discuss uh, Jake Neighbors, who got into 11 games uh, for you as a 15-year-old, obviously fourth overall pick in the WHL Bantam Draft last year. This is a big part of your future. It is, and it was, uh, I think, pretty beneficial for Jake to come up, uh, be part of the group just to see, you know, the everyday preparations. Uh, but in saying that, he got in a lot of game situations and responded very well. And, 
you know, for him, that, uh, that's going to help him out, uh, you know, come to camp next year. You know, it, he had a very successful season in midget. But when the kids get these opportunities to come up, they see, you know, how tougher it is and things they got to work on and, and prepare for. So, in uh, saying that, Jake's one of those building blocks we're, you know, we're moving forward with and uh, look forward to building around, too. You finished where you did. So, uh, where did you guys, were you last overall? Yes, we were. All right. So, what is the absolute worst case scenario from a draft position? How far can you draft, uh, you know, in terms of, what are we like, a number four worst case scenario? No, no, we we can be one or two. So, oh, you, that's it. You're yeah. gonna get a you're gonna get a top two pick. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm gonna hazard a guess here that you're probably looking at a skilled forward. Is that fair? Uh, you know what? Could you looking at a skilled forward or good deer? Uh, you know, it's uh, it, it's both stuff. There, like, quite frankly, there's there's uh, a lot of good players at uh, the top of the draft right now. Um, like I said, there's a few defensemen that we're keying in on, them, along with a few forwards. So. Uh, we haven't uh, got to that point yet, but we're not going to be, how do you say, restricted to either position. That uh, there's a lot of lot of good players up there, and like I said, we've kind of narrowed it down to a few, and and uh, there are defensemen and forwards. So, all right, let's re- rephrase the question. There's been an emphasis on skill uh, at the NHL level. Is this something that uh, is transcended to the Western Hockey League as well? Just how the game has changed a bit. Well, I think I think uh, the game has changed a bit, but I think also too that. Uh, for those skilled forwards, they got to get the puck, and your offense starts in your back end. So, uh, if your defense isn't getting the puck up ice, that uh, your forwards aren't getting the puck. So, it, 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 I think it's both. Quite frankly, I think uh, the defensive side of the game has changed. Where uh, obviously the defense are more active and at it, and and then obviously the skilled uh, side for the forwards part has also changed. All right, uh, Randy, great stuff. We'll do this again close to the draft. Okay, anytime. That's the general manager of the, yeah, thanks, Randy. That's the general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings, Randy Hatch. It's 145. Stan Marple, GM of the Alberta Golden Bears, the now 16-time national champions. Hopefully he's landed, and uh, we'll get to him when we come back in Oilers now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place, ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAmSports.ca. Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a Pro-Am Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, Pro-Am Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. And portions of our show brought to you by our friends at World Floor Coverings. Tell them Oilers now since you received two times the air miles, reward miles on all your flooring purchases at World Floor Coverings, where they know a little about hockey and a lot about flooring. Well, I like to think I know a lot about the Alberta Golden Bears program. Uh, I did their games for 13 years. They won six championships. I thought they could win this year, but I thought it'd be difficult. Uh, they won this year. They won yesterday. And to talk about that, the man that built the team, the general manager, Stan Marple. Stan, how you doing? Uh, good, Bob. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Uh, first of all, uh, long travel. You've just landed in Edmonton, is that right? Yeah, just about to jump on the bus here. But, uh, yeah, and head back to Clare Drake Arena. Now, what time did you have to get the fellows up at? 
Uh, five in the morning. But, uh, you know, one of my best accomplishments this year was everybody got on the bus. So I, that was a good start to the day. Well, I mean, now were some of the fellows just getting in or? <laughs> well, some of us, some of them might have just met us in the lobby and jumped on the bus. Yeah. There's that. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that uh, a lot of people are uh, pretty happy with that. Uh, Stan, the thing that struck me, like we knew your team had lots of talent, though you didn't have all your forwards available. You were down a couple forwards. Uh, you know, uh, the key, uh, key guy, Brandon McGee, suspended. Uh, Jaden Hart was injured and then sick. Uh, Cole Lineker got hurt early in the year, so it's three guys that would have played in your top kind of nine. Um, but you had talent. You had Dita to move the puck. Uh, you had goaltending depth. Did you know that you had the kind of resiliency that you showed in the last two games? Yeah, you know, I think we did. I think uh, the coaching staff did a great job this year preparing the guys for this. It started in September, and uh, I thought the coaches had a lot of poise. We stuck with our uh, process, and I think the guys had a real strong belief in them and in themselves and each other, and we always knew we were in it. You know, we got great offensive capabilities and uh, Dylan Bredo also coming back from injury with the injuries we had up front was a big help, was a big help as well. Well, we should explain to the listeners, you moved him from defense up to forward to offset some of those injured forwards. Yeah, and he did a great job. I mean, he's a very versatile guy, very skilled guy, very smart hockey player and, uh, you know, just do anything it takes to help the team win and he had no problem going up front. He did a great job for us. Stan, the most disappointing loss I have had as a broadcaster. There's been two. Game 7 in Anaheim last year with the Oilers uh, and losing to New Brunswick in the 2004 University Cup semifinal, 6-5 in overtime. One of the most emotional uh, games I've ever called. I was working with Dean Millard, who was my color guy on that show, uh, and it was brutal, and it, it sucked. So on that note, what did it mean for you personally as a guy who's now gone to multiple championships to win in Fredericton to win in UNB's building because they are the 1B to Alberta's 1A right now. Yeah, well, I mean, we didn't really care who we were going to face, but uh, we knew that either, if we got either them or FX, they were going to be a tough opponent. And uh, worked out, we ended up getting FX. And uh, like I said, uh, the guys really stuck to the game plan and that showed a lot of poise and character. And, you know, we didn't get too rattled when we went down. And there's probably, I thought, you know, the, both the referees in that game may have graduated from FX. We're not sure. But uh, there were some <laughs> questionable calls in the second period, but we, we, we stormed through it. And some great penalty killing, some great character from the boys, and came up with the win. And a beautiful, beautiful goal by Will Tomchuk, who I was so happy to see score. Well, we got to tell a story. I mean, uh, you had some people consulting with you, telling you, how can you play that guy as a converted defenseman at forward? I know another guy that was like that stand back in 1992. I might be talking <laughs> to him on the phone. But uh, he'd only scored one goal ever as a Golden Bear before getting the eventual game winner. Maybe that speaks volumes of, uh, of the depth of your program, but also, you know, the sort of contributions you need to win. Absolutely. You got you know, someone's down the next soldier's just got to jump up and Will has got a great attitude and a great work ethic and he always keeps himself in great shape. So that was never an issue. We always knew he'd be able to compete and, and skate and, and play physical for us. He did that and, you know, nice little play behind the net. Will jams the net and rebound and boom, next thing you know, it's a game winner at a national final. So a pretty special story and just kind of maybe a bit of a microcosm of what our program's all about. 
All right. Well, Zach Sachenko, that was a gutsy decision to start him. Uh, Tim Hunter's probably looking right now going, you know, I could have used Zach Sachenko as my 20-year-old <laughs> backstop for the Moose Jaw Warriors. It's amazing because he still has junior eligibility. This was a guy that was a two-time conference all-star, obviously a big addition to your program, and one that was probably unsuspected. Yeah, I mean, I thought, uh, you know, we, we split our goaltending duties pretty much all year, so I don't think it was too out of the ordinary. But, uh, you know, both of our goaltenders played great for us all year. Uh, Berkey got us to win in the first game, and you don't win that first game, the tournament's over. So he a lot of pressure there, and he did a great job. And Zach had a good second game, and, you know, that's why uh, Coach makes a big money. He just has to make the tough decisions. And, you know, we're a team here. We... We, we believe in each other, we're happy for each other, and it all worked out good. So, you know, we're happy. We would have been happy with either one of the guys in that. We just happened to be Zach on the day. So people right now are probably thinking, all right, celebrate the victory for a week and then get right back out of recruiting. But the truth of the matter is you've already been recruiting, haven't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. I pretty much, uh, pretty much got everything lined up for next year already. I mean, you have to be on the ball. So recruiting is sometimes a two, three, even four-year process. I mean, in the, in the case of Stacey Wakabayashi, I think Coach Drake phoned him every year for about 10 years until he was eligible to play for the U of A. So, and, and you know, Central College and so forth. So, you know, that's a big part of it. you got to keep your ear to the ground, and you got to try to bring in the best people and, 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 and the best players you can. Well, uh, congratulations on the victory, number 16. Next year, the tournament's in Lethbridge out west. Uh, you guys are obviously going to be favorites because you're only losing, uh, I mean, on paper right now. The only guy theoretically that doesn't have eligibility is uh, Jamie Crooks. So you could have a large portion of this team back, couldn't you, Stan? Well, and I think we will. And, I mean, uh, Dylan Bredo has graduated from business this year, but he's not totally decided yet whether he – he may want to come back and do a co-op year or perhaps go to Europe and play pro. I think if he wants to do that, that'll be available for him. We'll try to help him with that, whatever he wants to do. It's, for us, it's about the boys, and uh, they give us four or five good years. So we can for them once they graduate. Stan, congrats. Uh, we'll see you on the weekend, and Dan Baker will be buying. Oh, sounds great. Thanks, Bob. All right, take care. That is uh, Stan Marple. He is the uh, the general manager of the victorious Alberta Golden Bears, their 16th national title. We'll get Serge Lajoie, their head coach, on later in the week. Quickly to list and Orders history, brought to you by New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 38 years. Here we go. March 19th. 2009, Sam Gagne records his first NHL hat trick. The Oilers beat the Colorado Avalanche 8-1. That's right. 8-1 in Colorado. Gagne had a four-point performance. That's this day in Oilers history for New West Travel. We've got the European vacation coming up next fall to Sweden and Germany. You can register at newwesttravel.com. Reed Wilkins has Inside Sports tonight. Uh, tomorrow, Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta Live Racing begins May 5th at Northlands Park. Up next, a news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 chat afternoon news with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. So long, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Ched.